Welcome to episode three, Experiences Word podcast. I am Robert Capuano. And I'm Andy, brunette, in case yeah. you were wondering. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're in here. We are. Guys, welcome back to episode three. Tonight, we are going to continue the conversation where we left off with episode two. And if you haven't listened to episode two, um, we talked about a lot, didn't we? We talked about a lot, yeah. Binding and loosing forgiveness was the big right. one. Uh, the context behind where two or more are gathered, there I am with them when Jesus says that. Uh, a lot of really awesome stuff. Yeah, we're going to be continuing off of that today, mainly going into not so much more of the where two or more are gathered, because I think that was the, the biggest uh, topic yeah. uh, that we tackled last time, but kind of expanding on more of the binding and loosening of forgiveness and uh, right. taking a look at a couple of other passages and um, some events that occur uh, that to some people, I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I, at least our perspective in recent years on certain things we're going to talk about, we're going to be in Acts 5 in a little bit. Um, definitely might be seen as, uh, more of a hot take in the, uh, (laughs) in the body of Christ. I guess it's, it's a different perspective. So we're we're excited to talk about it. I think it's going to be really great. Um, but yeah, we, we went from, so we did Matthew 18 and episode two. So if you're interested in learning of what binding and loosing, loosing means, dig into episode two. Um, we go into that episode a lot of loosing forgiveness and what Jesus is really getting at when he says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. We dive into all that. Now, where we left the conversation was Stephen and he is being stoned and he's loosing forgiveness. And just like Jesus promised, he said where two or more gathered, there I am. Right. And so Stephen's being stoned. And Jesus is there, like he promised. <laughs> yeah, Stephen, Stephen looks up. He sees the Father and Jesus, yeah. and he's filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's all it's all people. They're all people. And right. so Jesus saying, where two or more gathered, there I am with them. You have to take into account that Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are all people. You know, They all count as people that we can interact with. Uh, and... So like Stephen wasn't alone, you know, he was like, there were two or more people gathered there, even though in the flesh, Stephen was, you know, he was the only Christian there being stoned by himself, at least that you, we can, uh, note and yeah, yeah, but, but the father and Jesus are there and he's able to unleash forgiveness because right before he dies, right before he draws his last breath, he says, father, forgive them. So good. Yeah. He loses forgiveness. And that that releasing forgiveness forgiveness is what Jesus is getting at when he says, whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. And so you'll lose forgiveness and release forgiveness over somebody in the name of Jesus or in the character, in the very nature of the Lord himself. You're saying that this is who he is and this is what he does. Mm -hmm. And so I am partnering with him. And I'm going to do the same. I'm going to follow suit, follow his order, follow his example. So good. And uh, I'm going to lose forgiveness. And so Stephen did that. And um, so anyways, before we get into this, today we're going to do episode three. 
we're going to go into the other side. We're going to do, all right, so now what does binding mm. look like? Whatever you bind on earth, we bound in heaven. We're going to dial into that for this episode. Brew, would you pray for us before we get started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Father, I thank you for just just giving us the opportunity to do this. Um, I thank you just for thank the, you, the cross and just for everything you've done for us because we wouldn't even be able to commune, dine, sit at the table with you mm. and have any kind of relationship with you if it wasn't for the cross. If, if, thank you, if Jesus. it wasn't for your son, if it wasn't for Jesus, that veil would still be up and we would have mm. no way to commune with you as you desired, you know, like, like that's so crazy. God, you desired even ever since the beginning of time in the garden, you desired relationship with us. That's why you, that's why you walked amongst Adam and Eve. You wanted relationship with your creation. And I thank you that that desire never leaves you father. And that you're the same yesterday, today, forever. That's always how it's going to be. Um, so I just pray that, you know, you give us the right words to say and, uh, just kind of guide our words in this conversation as we talk about binding forgiveness and what that means and, um, kind of diving into some other perspectives of, of certain events that, uh, we're going to be bringing up in the Bible. Um, because it is a little bit of a, a hot take and, but Jesus, we trust you. We love you. Yes, and, Lord. Uh, we trust that whatever is said here is it's gonna somebody's gonna catch something, somebody's gonna catch wind of something and take some kind of revelation from it, even if it's just one of us. <laughs> it could be one of us, honestly. <laughs> um, Father, thank you, and thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's dive amen. into the juice. I'm ready. All right, so when you say hot take, you I, I've said. As we were preparing for this, yeah, I was yeah. like, this is going to, this is one of those ones that's going to break the internet. Um, in theory. <laughs> in theory, yeah. <laughs> now, the reason why I say that, you're going to find out here in a few moments, but but we're going to go into, all right, so binding, forgiveness, binding and loosing, binding. All right, so what does it mean to bind? Well, I'm going to read um, in Matthew 16. I'm going to read what Jesus said to Peter. Um, It's a familiar familiar passage, uh, but here it is. Matthew 16, starting in verse 18. Jesus speaking, he says, And also I say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Oh, we're getting into this. Oh, I didn't know we were getting into this. (laughs) Sorry, I'm excited. I'm excited. I know, it's going to be so fun. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I, here's verse 19, Jesus speaking, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here it is. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever, Peter, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Okay. Wow. So that portion right there also connects with matthew 18 because you know two chapters later jesus right. talks about literally also, like pretty much word for word if i'm not mistaken all, like almost it, it actually is. might be word for word 
It, it is. It here's totally here's is. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That's insane. Yep. Yeah. Matthew 18, 18, Jesus speaking. He says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So he says it again. Um, okay. So to dig into binding, we're going to go to none other than Acts chapter 5. Okay. Oh, baby. All right. <clears throat> so the reason why we're going here, um, you will find out once we dissect this and read the story. Okay. Now, remember, Jesus is speaking to Peter in Matthew 16. He says, right. Peter, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you, Peter, bind will be bound. Okay. So now we go to Acts 5, and it's um, it's Peter. <laughs> right. And it's something happening with Peter here in Acts, because it's the Acts of the Apostles. So Peter is now... Um, given the Holy Spirit inside. Um, also, to notice that... Um, well, I won't go there yet. Let's just dial into Acts 5 real quick. So, Acts 5, 1 says this. But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men but to God. Brew, uh, read your verse. Are you in the ESV? I am in the ESV, yes. Read your verse <clears throat> 4. Yeah, so my verse 4 says, While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Yeah. You can keep going, verse 5, yeah. to the end of the story. When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. Whoa! And a great fear came upon all who heard it. And then it just says, yeah. the, young man, the young man rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. That's pretty crazy, right? It is. Like, because essentially how I've always seen this is like, Ananias is is like he's tithing, right? He's just like he's he's giving, he's giving part of his possessions or part of his proceeds uh, to let's just say, uh, yeah, if well, it was real, real quick, real quick, go back just two steps. Yeah, which is whenever whenever you've heard this before, like in church, have you ever heard before that that Ananias was tithing? Not really. I never think about it. I never, I never it. have. <laughs> yeah, I never yeah, have. Yeah. If I've ever heard Acts Honestly, 5 to be completely in, honest, I never hear Acts 5 ever preached in church, ever. Okay. So I couldn't even tell you what other people would be saying about it. It's just like, that's just kind of like how I looked at it yeah. um, prior to whenever we, we've had a conversation about it. But 
Sure. Yeah. Because I've heard Acts 5 preached in church, and typically it's something like this. So if you're listening, I, again, I love church. I go to church often. I go to like a ton of church meetings, and I love being there, part of the assembly, period. It's amazing. The messages can be funny sometimes, and so I heard Acts 5 preached in a funny way that was anti-gospel. And here's how I've heard Acts 5, but done in a funny way, is Peter, just as is on the surface, I mean, just take it for on the surface. You go, oh my gosh, Peter's the apostle, Ananias did something evil, he lied to the Holy Spirit, he took back for himself some of the proceeds that were supposed to be given to um, the people. Right. Because they were, they were Acts chapter 2, they gave as any had need. They sold all their stuff. And so Ananias is part of that. He was supposed to sell all of his land and give the proceeds to Peter to handle the giving to whoever would need it. For the church, for the people. And he didn't do it. He took back some for himself. So it'd be like you having, you know, a plot of 10 acres and you sold it. And you kept eight acres, the money, you know, that was worth eight acres. And then right. you gave two to the your church. Right. Two acres worth of, you know, your property. Right. That's, that's what happened here. Peter says you kept back for yourself some of the proceeds. Right. Um, and, and so anyways, whenever you hear this, whenever I've heard it, it's typically, um, see, you got to watch out. Like you gotta like, I mean, you could even go some places. Could be this even this dangerous. You gotta you gotta tithe because God's gonna kill you. I mean, seriously though, if you stay put to the surface of the text, and you go to a Sunday morning and somebody says, "Hey, I'm just preaching Bible, man. Like I'm just preaching the Word," you can actually lead somebody to the place where you go. If you don't tithe, God's gonna kill you. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. That's crazy. Now, for the person that might be listening to this podcast, you're going, but but you, that is what the Bible says. Well, I understand that's what the Bible says. Just hold tight right there for a second. If you have any self-control to hold that tension and just listen for a moment, we're going to share the beauty of Jesus through Acts 5 so that it doesn't lead you into works condemnation and walking around eggshells around God and his people. Cause that's not what the Lord's after. Right. But there's something interesting that's happening here. So, and then Sapphira dies as well as wife because she was a part of it. They're one flesh and she knew as well. And so she comes that's in so after crazy. Yeah. the story goes and then she is knocked down dead, struck dead all of a sudden. And then she's buried with Ananias, her husband. And it says fear came upon all the church who heard these things. Okay. So how do we navigate this? Well, here we go. You have Ananias, like you said, now we're going to take a step farther. Go for it, Brew. You're talking about Ananias tithing. Right. Uh, essentially like, well, so like, again, how I've, uh, how I've seen it was like, oh, you know, you just, here, here's what's funny with this, right? It's like, you can just, like, Ananias, it, he, it's not like he's not giving anything, you know? Right. Like, he's, he's, giving. he's giving. And I'm over here thinking, man, how many times have I went to church, for example, 
and I didn't tithe or I didn't give, right? Yeah. And I'm I'm still here, <laughs> you know. I'm not I'm not struck dead before the Lord, right? Because you didn't put the money that you should have gave for the tithe or something. Right now, now I'm mm-hmm. someone who I believe you like. I believe you should be absolutely giving. You know, I believe hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, that's it's so huge. You know, and so important. And the Lord is gonna bless that, but not maybe not in the way you might think. Like we always think, like the Lord's gonna bless our giving by you know just making us wealthy. It's like that's not it. It's He's yeah, gonna bless you with the revelation of Him. That's who He is. Come on, you know, come on, dude. That's where it's at. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's that's where that's where all the riches are right there. Yes, the beauty of God's son. Isn't that's that isn't that is. isn't there a Bible verse? I swear, I swear, it's like the the riches of his nature are like there, there is. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm I, gonna look it up. I, it's like the riches of his nature or something are like hidden in the sun. I don't know if that's like the. Andy Brunette standard version if I'm making something up. But I, I swear there is some kind of scripture uh, talking about that, which is crazy. Because, again, we, there, we, sorry, you got it? There is. I have it right here. It's yeah, Philippians 4.19. One of my favorite verses. Um, if you slow this down and simmer on this, this is a – you'll be on this for a lifetime. Here is how amazing this verse is. Ready for this? And my God shall supply – all of your need according to here's what it's according to ready for this according to his riches in glory in christ jesus yeah there it is so so let me let me break that down real quick because it is absolute amazingness that's happening on the tail end of that verse here god the father is going to supply every need that you would experience in the human condition and in your whole journey in your life. He's going to supply every need of yours and he's going to do it. This is how Jesus is glorious and God is filthy rich in how he knows his son. He's been with Jesus forever. He's been with Jesus forever. That's so good. Eternity. And because he's been with Jesus forever, he is gazed upon the Lamb of God forever. And since he's gazed upon the Lamb of God forever, he knows his son, period, more than any other person does. Absolutely. And he has so much wealth in understanding and riches of knowing Jesus that it says this, God is going to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Right. Meaning God is going to take the riches that he knows about Jesus and the glories thereof in his son. He's going to take them. And if you have a need, he's going to declare to you his son, Jesus, to you. Real wealth. (laughs) God is rich in his son. (laughs) Yeah, that's and that's real wealth right there. It's it's all it's all in Jesus. Right. It's like, oh, man. And when you when you were saying that, I thought of um, uh, it's I think it's Colossians. I think it's Colossians 1, I think, where it says, in him, talking about Jesus, all things are held together, or all things hold together. It's uh, the specific verse, Colossians 2. Colossians 2? Verse 3, which oh, is, is in it? him are hidden, in Jesus are hidden all the treasures. There it is, yeah, yeah. 
of wisdom and knowledge. There's another verse, though. There's another verse I was thinking of because, well, I mean, that's even better, honestly. I mean, it's all it's all good. It's the word. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, um, I yeah, there's a verse uh, I'm having from, I swear it's in uh, Colossians 1. Um, it's talking about, like, in him, like, all things hold together. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And uh, right. and also that verse, Colossians 2, 3, in whom are all... In whom are all hidden all the tre- I'm sorry, I'm butchering this. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So like if all things are held together in Jesus and yeah. in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, and if Ephesians 1 says that he wants to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, yeah. Then of course he's going to uh, supply us with every need. What's That's our right. and like ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And yeah. if you were to ask God, how rich are you? He'd be like, I am so wealthy because I know my son Jesus. Yeah, it's not even it, a, it's not like an economic wealth or like right. a like a material wealth like that we think of. It's like no, like the the <laughs> treasures, oh, the treasures. Oh, my son. <laughs> <laughs> I have gold, silver. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> It is really it's it's funny. Here's why it's funny though cuz we're laughing, but it's funny because it's ridiculous. Right? You know? It's like that doesn't make any sense, and that's why we're laughing about it cuz it's like and I'm sure a lot of other people will laugh too. It's like, yeah, it's that's kind of funny like why why does if God, oh my gosh, I mean, even, I'm sure we could even save this for another podcast, but uh, talking about like in Psalms, whenever it says, it's talking about God, the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills. Oh, for sure. You know, we'll, that's a whole yeah. other podcast. But yeah, it's like, you know, that's that's another thing that's taken out of context of like, it's not, we're not talking about like material wealth here, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so. Um, yeah. But so, anyway, so where are we? We are we are, we are, in, we are in Acts five, <laughs> and God is filthy rich, and the wisdom that He gives and the wealth that He gives is His Son. Now, now Ananias is actually giving, and there should be a question when you dial into Acts five. There should be a question, which is, okay, so so Ananias is giving a gift. Now it's not the full gift; it's partial gift, and he's struck dead. Now, yeah, pretty crazy. It is. It's really crazy. Now, we're going to dial into something that is I've never heard preached before. I wish I had, but but I've been in church for a long time. I'm telling you the truth. I hope to hear it in the future, but I'm telling you the truth. I've never heard what we're about to say in any assembly or meeting or congregation. Yeah. And I've been in church for a long time. So... Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Um, I am right. primed and ready to ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's going on in Acts 5. You've got Luke is writing the book of Acts and right. he's retelling the story of what happened with Peter and Ananias. And so what you have on the surface of the text is the story as is. And the Lord uses the story to bring reverence and fear and honor towards his name towards the name of the lord to you by using this death of ananias and sapphira because it says great fear came upon the church 
and all of her these things, they would have had reverence, they would have had fear towards the Lord, awe and wonder as like, oh my gosh, he is holy. Right. And it would have worked for good. Wow. It wasn't the ultimate goal, though. And that might be a surprise for somebody to hear. Now, let me share with you why that wasn't the ultimate goal. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Ananias sold a piece of his property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds. But he gave and he tithed some of those proceeds to Peter the Apostle. Because it says in verse two, it says he brought a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. Right. So right. It would have been it would have been for, to the Lord because he would have known you know part of the church. He would have known that. Right. He would have been giving it, but he but he brought it at the apostles specifically. It says this at the apostles' feet. That exact phrase, the apostles' feet. Verse three, Peter responds after receiving a gift that's put at his feet. It is a gift. He says this, Ananias. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back for yourself a part of the proceeds of the land? Okay, so get this. A sinful man, Ananias is sinful, obviously. All of us are. Mm -hmm. All of us have a multitude of sin. A sinful man lays a sacrifice before the apostles' feet. And as a result, he's condemned and he's struck dead. Yeah. Instantly. That's Acts five. Yeah, it's it's a sinful a sinful man laying a sacrifice at the feet of another the sinful apostle. man. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, because we're all we all have sinned. <laughs> we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We're all sinful. Like we we right. all have sinned. Even the greatest even apostles, even Peter, especially Peter. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah, even. Even the greatest apostles to ever be recorded in the Bible, even the greatest missionaries to ever be, even the greatest people to ever roam the earth, whatever that looks like for you, whoever have done whatever they have done, no matter who it was, you can, you can think of the of the most morally good person that you can think of. We've all sinned. Yeah. We're all sinful. And have know? a multitude of sin. A multitude of sin. And so it's... It's so important to look at this and and think, okay, Ananias is struck dead and condemned at Peter's feet because, yeah. of course, it's he's a sinful man offering, you know, what a quote unquote tithe or giving an right. offering to the feet of another sinful man. He's doing it for the Lord, but he's laying it at the feet of the apostle, and yeah. it's and and it's mingled with selfish intent and selfish motive because he keeps back some for himself. And right. he, I mean, we don't know, but I mean, he, he apparently he Peter says he lied to the Holy spirit and he kept for himself. And so it was a selfish motive. It was a selfish intention. So right. let's hold that, hold that there. Cause that's typically all that is ever afforded. If you hear acts five in any assembly. Now, again, just, <laughs> I wish that I would hear differently. Right. I really do. I really, really, really do. I hope to hear differently, but, but unfortunately 99% of the time, the end result of somebody, if somebody shows up to a church service and says, I'm preaching Acts five tonight, 
I'm going, oh man, uh, so much damage can be done. Axe 5 is a loaded gun if you don't know how to handle this properly. Yeah, because it a, really is. Because a lot of people, a lot of us, even just reading it, because again, like I was saying earlier, um, it's pr- like I can't really remember an instance where I've heard Axe 5 really talked about that much, you know, it maybe in yeah. passing. Um, but just reading it, it's like, okay, we just tend to stop there and just kind of accept it for what it is and. Uh, you know that's what happened, but it's like wait, and there's... then flip to like God is love and John four or something. Yeah, right. And so it's you like know? why why is Ananias struck dead, right? For for bringing only part of this offering and lying to the Holy Spirit, but like, but then it's like yeah, talking about God is love and like all this stuff like that and like what's like what's the a lot of people look at that as like isn't this you know, isn't this contradictory, right? It feels like that because we're in the right. New Testament. Exactly. So it's like, it's and so what we're going to talk about, uh, what Robert really has been itching to get into, uh, yes. has been, it's not contradicting anything. It's actually really glorious whenever you look at the person of Jesus and yeah. make this comparison and uh, kind of take a step back and and identify the people that are that we're reading about and then identifying the person of Jesus and how that all weaves together. So I don't you know ready? if you want to. Yeah, I'm ready. If you want to keep right. going with that. Here we go. So now we're going to flip to not looking at Peter, but we're now going to look at Jesus. OK, yeah. So here's where it's crazy glorious. Here it goes. We're going to go to Luke seven. Go to Luke seven. And we're going to start seven, right? Start in 36. 36. Yeah. So if people are listening, need to pause the podcast, you can, and then play. We're going to get going. All right, here we go. 736. Yep. Then one of the Pharisees asked him, being Jesus, asked him to eat with him. And he, Jesus, went to the Pharisee's house and sat down to eat. And 737, here it is. And behold... A woman in the city who was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Oh boy. Oh boy. You have (laughs) the King of glory, God Almighty, Yahweh in the flesh. Fully God. Fully man. He's completely God. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. And he's in this house And notice in verse 37, it says this. It says that, behold, like, watch this. Behold, a woman of the city. Now, woman of the city means she's a prostitute. Right. And it says, comma, who was a sinner. Now, this woman, she's a prostitute, a woman of the city, and she's labeled as a sinner in the scripture. That's how she is in society. That's how she is in the culture. She's a sinner. That's how she's labeled. And she's known to sin. 
Well, she brings a sacrifice or an offering, doesn't she? She does. She does. She brings an offering, and in verse 38, she lays that offering at Jesus' feet. <laughs> of <laughs> yeah, all, yeah. Thing, of yeah. all things, she lays the offering at Jesus' feet. Now, if you're listening, you're going, I'm connecting the dots here, because in the story in Acts 5, Peter the Apostle, an offering is laid at his feet. Right. And what happens? Uh, Ananias is condemned and he's struck dead. He's killed. <laughs> he's killed. <laughs> he's killed. But this, but this woman comes, she lays an offering at Jesus' feet, and what? She's given life. And she's forgiven. She's forgiven. Because the next portion of the of the story, Jesus tells a parable about whoever it's the phrase where where it's um whoever has been forgiven much loves much. Yeah. And so he's dialing into because he he ta- he looks at the Pharisee after she when she's doing this to him, and he says, I have something to tell you. He says, verse 40 in Luke 7, 40, he says Simon, I have something to say to you. Being Simon the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. And then Jesus begins to tell him the parable. Yeah. And it's a, it's about forgiveness. And because Simon is crazy offended because he knows who this woman is. He's a Pharisee. He's a quote-unquote righteous man in the eyes of the culture. For sure. She's not. She's a sinner in the eyes of the culture. And and then it's ultra-offensive that that Jesus didn't cast her away right. or, or spit on her or condemn push her. her yes. Yeah. Or get, have her cast out of the house. Get out of here. You sinful woman. Right. Because you can't have sin dwelling in the presence of holiness. Yeah. The, in, in the eyes of the culture, the culture of the Pharisees would have been to, and even, even if they didn't realize it, bind forgiveness, you know? Yes. Yes. Loosing, right. loosening, loosing forgiveness is so countercultural. Even, on. even, even in today, even today, like if you're if if somebody wrongs you today, a lot of people in the flesh. Now, if, if you again in the flesh, not in the spirit, but in the flesh, first reactions are, well, an eye for an eye. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. they wronged me. I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm never gonna talk to them again. I'm gonna block them on Twitter. I'm gonna just whatever. You know. Yeah. That's the culture today. Now, if somebody were to wrong me, and for me to go up to them and be like, "I love you," like you are, you are a son of a king. Oh. Like you are. You are so first Peter 2 9, you were a royal priesthood. You were a li- a chosen race. Right? Wow. Like you are amazing. Wow. This is to somebody who wronged me, it's unheard of. It's unheard of. It's there, dare I say it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Which yeah. in the eyes of the culture, and in, in especially in 2021, it doesn't. It makes yeah. no sense. That's and but that's what's funny is to Jesus, that's normal. Come on, because that's the heart of the Father. 
That yeah. was like the father's heart never changed. The father, like God existed before the world began. And so his heart, love, forgiveness, just what that that's been his heart ever since yep. the foundation of the world. Because Jesus comes on the scene right. and he's one with God the Father, perfectly synced up with God the Father. And he goes, I have not come to condemn the world, but to save but it. But to save it. Yeah. But to save it. So so you have He's in this house with the sinful woman. He's, he is, if the Pharisee repents, <laughs> he is the Pharisee's righteousness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Pharisee, the Pharisee is not righteous. Right. Only, only when his relationship is close with Jesus, then his righteousness is restored. Wow, man. But, but Jesus does something. And so here's the, here's the piece. What, what's happening here in Luke is Luke, remember, Luke is writing the book of Acts. He's writing the book of Luke, right? Right. So, so Luke is recording for us a sinful woman gives a sacrifice or an offering before the, I like how Hebrews puts it. I think it's what, Hebrews 3, verse 1. I think it says Jesus is the true apostle. I'm going to use that language. It does. It says this, Hebrews 3, 1. It says, therefore... Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the, capital A, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Okay, so the sinful woman lays a offering or a sacrifice of this ointment, this oil, at the apostle's feet. She's forgiven and is given life, raised up, encouraged. Yeah, Jesus, at the apostle's feet, right, capital A. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you so you flip back to Acts five, and the exact same thing Luke is recording in Acts five. Peter's on the scene, and a sinful man who's not even near as sinful. I mean, in terms of in the flesh, in the culture, Ananias wouldn't have been labeled a sinful man. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? In the scripture, it says that she's a sinful woman, a woman of the city. Ananias has no labels like that in the scripture. Right. So so the woman's sin is heightened in the culture and how the world sees her and how she's labeled, not Ananias. He's in terms of in the flesh, less than a sinner than this woman Hmm. for comparing. And even though all of us have a multitude of sin, you understand what I'm saying though? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, he's not labeled as a sinner in as his title. The woman is. So anyways, he lays a sacrifice at the apostles feet, Peter's feet, and he's condemned and struck dead. Jesus is greater than Peter. <laughs> there it is. That's it. Yeah. And 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 so for the person listening, if you're listening to this, it's listen it's, to it's, me. it's that simple. Yeah, yeah. It it it's that simple. The eternal word of God, Luke records and he's writing under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He records Luke 7, he records Acts 5. They're perfectly juxtaposed to one another. They are, he's comparing Peter with Jesus. It's, it's in the New Testament. Jesus is now seated on high on the majesty of the right hand of God in Acts 5. And Jesus is looking down. He's with his, he's with his people. He's with his disciples. He's in the body. Acts 2 has happened. The Holy Spirit is now into the body. And Peter binds forgiveness now now the tension here 
can it can raise some questions because right. if you're reading Acts five, you're going, well, he actually died though. Like, like wait a second, like hold up, like Ananias actually died. So like, how do you reconcile that he was actually killed? Because because Peter releases a judgment. Right. And it was that you lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept back for yourself. You were selfish. He releases the judgment and then Ananias legitimately dies. It wasn't like a pretend thing. Right. You know, he actually yeah. he actually died. How do you reconcile that? There's a tension there of like, well, yeah, wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's that's pretty. It's pretty. It's interesting. It's like where do you? That's I and I think that's that's where people tense up. Is like. Yes. Yeah. Not and not just Ananias, but his wife too. His right? wife too. His wife Sapphira was like, come on, like let her right. off the hook, right? Come on. <laughs> and like I, you know, again, we're not like we by no means are like bashing Peter in any way. We are just like For sure. what we're trying to do is we're just making the contrast of like this is what happens laying something at Peter's feet or an apostle's feet. Now let's rope it to Jesus. And let's see the difference, right? You know, yes. And because it, Peter isn't the Messiah. Peter is not the Messiah. Is He's not. not. Yeah, and that is. Yeah, it's. I actually have a question for you because I'm. I'm yeah, curious what you might it. think. Because reading in Luke and after uh, the um, the woman comes with the ointment and lays it uh, at Jesus's feet, and then Jesus talks to the Pharisee about, you know, he goes into the the parable. Um yeah. and did we did we actually read the parable? I don't know if we actually oh, read it. I don't think we did. Do you mind if I read it real quick? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, because I have a question. I'm just curious of like what you might think. Um sure. but uh it says in verse 40 in Luke 7, this is the ESV version, Simon, I have something to say to you. And uh so the Pharisee says, all right, say it. And then Jesus says in verse 41, a certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? And Simon answered, the one, I suppose, to whom he canceled the larger debt. And then Jesus says, you judge rightly. So then verse 34, Jesus says, you see this woman, I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, but he who's forgiven little loves little. And then he says, your sins are forgiven. He says to her, yeah. your sins are forgiven. So my question is, do you think maybe, maybe Peter uh, or maybe uh, Jesus or somebody or whoever – Peter either read about this about this occasion because I don't like we don't know if you know we don't know where everyone else was at whenever sure. this was happening. The disciples would have the disciples would have known. Yeah, about, they probably would have known this, about though. it. So I'm like curious. Like, do you think like Peter would have like read this and then kind of think like, well, because Jesus just had this conversation with or had this conversation with me saying, you know. I give you the key, like, here are the keys the, on this rock I'm going to build my church. You think that Peter maybe thought that, well, because Jesus gave me the authority that, you know, I, like, 
it, it, this is also I don't know if I don't know how I'm trying to figure out how to how to ask the question. It's kind of a hard question, like yeah. because like Jesus gave Peter the authority, and then Jesus is like on this rock, I'm gonna I'm gonna build my church. Um, right. Do you think that Peter might have? I don't. I I feel weird saying this. Let it, let it let it go to his head a little bit. Cause oh, interesting. yeah, it's just a question. I don't like, you know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't really think that's the case. So that's just a question that I wanted to bring up. Cause I was just curious sure, to like what sure. maybe you would have well, thought. Let, let's, let's tease it out a little bit and let's, let's have some, uh, let's get some concreteness to where we're going to land this plane for, for this yeah, episode. For sure. So, um, with, with Matthew 16, you have, um, Kind of where we started in the podcast, we referenced Matthew 16. Um, Jesus speaking to Peter, he says in verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So authority, I'm going to give you, if you had the keys to um, my house, you would have the authority over to enter my house. You have Absolutely. The power and authority in the, in the house. Yeah, it makes sense. Give you, give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Give you authority. Okay. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So watch the Lord... Whenever he resurrects from the dead, we're going to go to John chapter 20. Okay. In John 20, Jesus is going to say a similar phrase. So watch what he says. Jesus um, is risen from the dead, and he's in the room where the disciples are. It's when the doors were shut, and he goes in, even though the doors were closed. He walks through the walls. <laughs> it's that scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, starting in verse 21. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he, Jesus, had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. And here's verse 23. Watch. Here it goes. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Hmm. Right. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Okay. So that last part is what we're dialing into, retaining, binding, keeping, and holding the sin against a person. Now, in Acts 5, Peter retains the sin. Right. Ananias sinned. Mm -hmm. Peter goes, you sinned against the Lord, and he gives a judgment, and then he dies. Right. So the tension of what somebody might feel whenever they go, well, wait a second, he actually died. Like I, I have, I have a problem with that. Right. Well, well, you should feel that tension because it leads you to this answer, which is Jesus has all authority. Matthew twenty-eight, when he's ascending into heaven, he goes, "All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me." Mm -hmm. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. Right. All authority has been given to, by God the Father, has given his son all authority in heaven and on the earth. Okay. If Jesus gave you, Andrew, let's say he gave you authority. Right. Would that authority be fake and pretend or would it be real? Oh, it'd be real. Would it carry weight to it? Absolutely. It would. It would carry some real weight. Because it's real authority. Right. So you have the, the king of glory who has all authority, and what he does is he likes to give that authority to people that are under him. Right. And all of us are under him, and he appoints people with authority 
to carry a certain level of authority that carries a real weight. Now, let me ask you this. If Jesus gives you authority, which has a real weight to it, right, and you decide to do something wrong or wicked or evil... But you, but he's giving you the authority, right? Right, right. What would happen? Would would, would it be a good result, or be a bad result? Uh probably a bad result. It would be probably a bad because, result because if Jesus gave you authority, but and you made a bad decision with your authority that he gave you, yeah, it would it would still be a bad result. It wouldn't because because oh, just because Jesus gave me authority, and I made a bad decision doesn't make it good, right? That's not no no no. Yeah yeah. It now we're going back to the Garden of Eden because yes, yeah. the Lord gave Adam and Eve, He gave them authority, gave Adam authority over all the beasts of the field. Yep. And so right, and so all the earth, and so He delegates the authority to Adam, and then Adam makes a bad decision, and uses his authority that he's given, and makes a bad decision. The result is bad, and therefore it ends up being a bad thing. Right. Okay. So Peter's given the authority. Jesus was telling him the truth. I'm, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, giving you power and authority. He's, Jesus is resurrected now. He's in John 20. He circles back on the same thing that he told Peter in Matthew 16. He circles back and he gives, he says, to his disciples. He breathed on them and Peter's there. He breathes on them and he says, if you forgive the sins, they are forgiven. But, but, but listen to me. He's going, but listen. You can feel the heart of the Lord here because it's a real seriousness. Right. It's, it's, I love you with all my heart. Listen to me. If you retain the sins, they're retained. And the reason why they're retained is because of authority that's given. It's a real yeah. authority. It's a kingly authority. It's if you were a prince over a nation and you decided to use your authority to um, take money from people. Yeah. That authority would would eventually probably be taken away from you but but you would use your authority to do something evil or wicked right and that's what that's what Jesus is doing here is I'm giving you the authority and with with that authority comes you can make good choices and the amazingness is if you forgive the sin it is forgiven because look at Stephen right yeah look at Stephen's life he Absolutely. forgives the sin he loses forgiveness and what happens well Saul's present and he has Father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And Jesus is there and he says, Where I where two or more are there in my name, releasing forgiveness, there I am among them. And so the Lord does it. He goes, I'm doing it with you. I'm releasing forgiveness. And it's ultimately up to me to release that forgiveness on Saul. I'm just gonna use Stephen. I'm gonna use you, your yeah. life. And you, you as use you as a vessel to release that forgiveness. Yeah, and in turn, well, like, because what's crazy about that is because of that forgiveness being unleashed to Saul in that moment, a chapter or two later, Saul, he has this encounter with Jesus. Right. And then and he's converted. Yeah, is converted, becomes one of the greatest, one of the greatest missionaries, uh, you know, to ever yep. spread the gospel. And so it's like, you know, using your authority for good, for you know, as, like loosing forgiveness, forgiving somebody, we'll just we'll just say that it's of course going to lead to good things. That, that the simplest way to put it, you know. Um, so yeah, but I binding, think it's really cool. But binding is not the goal, right? Jesus didn't come to bind the sin, but he came to release the sin from our lives. Yeah, loosen the that, chains that's of right. sin. 
Yeah. And so the, the goal of the Son of God was not to condemn the world, but to save it. So he came to, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Release forgiveness on them. Lose forgiveness. And there's... And he's there. I love it. He's there, and the Father and the Spirit are there. It's, and he, there I am. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> I'm among them, yeah. releasing forgiveness. Yep. He's there. Okay. Yep. So, so Peter binds forgiveness, and what happens is Ananias dies. And the reason why he dies is because there's a real weight of authority yes. behind Peter's life, because Jesus right. legitimately, listen. He legitimately delegated authority to Peter. Yeah. And Peter decided to bind forgiveness yeah. on Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. There it is right there. That's it. That's that's literally it. Yeah. It's it has nothing to do with oh, the the heart of the spirit, you know, was to kill Ananias. You know, it, it wasn't it's yeah. not that. It was just that that was the authority that's given. It goes back to John twenty, like you were saying. Right. You know, it's and that's, I think that's why, um, you know, this binding and loosing of forgiveness and, uh, you know, that why it's talked about in so many occurrences, different occurrences in the Bible is because it really is that important. It's you know? ultra important. It's weighty. It's yeah. a weighty matter. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really is. Man, think, it, think, about if, think about if Jesus was put on trial and he just decided, Barabbas? You kidding me? Like, oh boy, yeah. Wait, Barabbas? Like you were in? For, if you don't know, like you know, the the people, you know, Pilate gave the people a decision: Do you want Jesus to go free or Barabbas to go free? Once a year, they they release somebody uh, during uh, you know during the uh, Passover during the Passover, and so. Yeah. And they all say release Barabbas, and Barabbas was this thug, criminal, whatever. Like in the like in the flesh, how you would perceive him, probably the worst of the worst, you know. Yeah. And Jesus was and is perfect. He didn't do anything wrong, you know. Um, and so it's like it's like this: if imagine if Jesus was being put on trial, and he just. And he was about to pick up the cross and he just turns around. And he's like, Barabbas, are you actually kidding me? Like you guys, you guys chose Barabbas to go free. Do you know what he's done? Like this man's a, a murderer. He's, he's, he's <laughs> imagine, like, he's horrible. Imagine I, I've if done, Jesus. I've only was, healed people. Like, yeah. Imagine if, imagine if the Lord goes, Barabbas, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Wow. <laughs> he could have. He actually could have because he, he has have. the authority, right? He does. So imagine if Jesus bound forgiveness, right? We yeah. would be in trouble. We would. We would. And praise that God would not. And yes, praise the Lord that the heart that the heart of the Father cuz the heart of the Father is in Jesus. You see yep. Jesus, you see the Father. That's so important that we have to understand because it's yeah. not it's not just like they're not like it's not God is all wrath and Jesus is all love. No, you see Jesus, you see the Father. It's right. biblical. Totally. It's in there. And so Matt, like it's crazy because he Jesus, again, going to the cross is silent and he loosens forgiveness, right? He loosens the chains of forgiveness. 
so we can step out of these chains and walk free and ultimately takes our sin. And so it's like, man, if he, if Jesus was like conceited (laughs) and like, was just like, what? Like you guys got it all wrong. Like I didn't do anything wrong. If Jesus was self-centered as probably a lot of us would be in that moment, if we were put on trial against somebody like Barabbas, you know, man, that then the whole Bible would be a complete lie and a waste. And there would be no reason. There would be no reason for us to do this podcast. There would be no reason for us to even share our faith because that Jesus would have just been another guy who he did great things, but like, like that's it. And then he died because, and it's just like, that's not it. So yeah, it was just a thought that crossed my mind. of like, yeah, imagine if Jesus bound forgiveness. Oh man. There For would, sure, and, and there will crazy. be a time whenever he will. Jesus yes. will bind forgiveness whenever he returns. That whenever is he re- crazy. Whenever he returns, the sins will be retained, and they will be bound. And the the murderer who has not repented of his sin and has not turned to the Lord and trusted in the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross, yeah, the sins will be retained, and they'll be retained forever. And Jesus will bind forgiveness yeah against that individual because the door will be shut whenever he returns everybody will see him and that will be it but but until then the lord is in the business of loosing forgiveness right all the way up until the very last moment of his return everybody we're living in a time of mercy (laughs) you know yeah like it's there's there's never been a more merciful time to live in because there is going to be a day where Jesus returns, you know? And on that day, a lot of things are going to go down. And I, I'm sure you know, we can, it's a whole other podcast. Like just <laughs> We're going to do a whole end times thing for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's like, been, it's crazy. It is. Mm-hmm. So, so at the end of our podcast here, I want to say welcome to the world of anti-types. Yeah. And where we're going to go from here is anti-types because Peter in Acts chapter five is an anti-type. Right. And we're going to unlock that, unpack it and see now that we've unlocked that. Okay. So Acts five is written by Luke anointed by the Holy spirit. This is ultimately written by the Holy spirit and recorded forever. New Testament Acts chapter five will always be for us to look into forever. The word of God eternal right is penned that peter is not the messiah yeah penned forever by the anointing of the holy spirit peter receives a offering at the apostles feet he strikes ananias dead condemned condemns him judges him and the authority that was on him was like jesus said and jesus opposed and if you look in comparison to peter in luke 7 a sinful woman lays a sacrifice before the true apostles' feet, the highest apostles' feet, and she's forgiven, received life, and encouraged. Peter is an anti-type to Jesus Christ in Acts chapter five. Right now he's now he's now he's an ambassador or a type of Christ in other places, but it's specifically in that that part in Acts five. He's an anti-type, right? Because. 
because he's pointing, he's a type, he's pointing to Jesus, but he's doing it in an opposite fashion. Make sense? Absolutely. Peter, yeah. his life in, in Acts 5, that little chunk, is he is the, the the passage is pointing to Jesus. That's the point of the word of God, is that it would be always pointing towards him. Without fail, it always points towards him. Absolutely. And even in a place of like Ananias and Sapphira, it will always point towards Jesus and his glory and his majesty, his brilliance, his amazingness. He's spectacular. Yeah, and I think so we, I think we, de- I think we demonstrated that with with Luke. You know, going even just going into right. Luke a little bit, like right. Yeah, even in places. So let's, right. So let's put Peter in comparison to the Lord Himself, and you find that Jesus is way more glorious. Absolutely. Acts chapter five. There you go. That's it. That's it. Peter's an anti-type. So from here, we're going to go into biblical anti-types, and it is going to be so fun. I can't wait. Yeah, we do. We actually are coming up on time. Um, I'm not sure if you want to tackle this now or if you want to save that well, for another we'll, time or whatever you're We'll thinking. save it for, for episode four. Yeah, for that'll sure. be cool because I think it'll be cool to kind of break down just what anti-types, you know, what that even means. Because whenever yep. you said that to me in the pre-roll, I was like, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of it before, but it's so funny because it actually is, uh, the New King James Version actually uses the word anti-type in a passage, which uh, we'll probably be talking about next episode, yep. um, which is cool, you know? It's not like a, uh, it's not like a negative thing. It's just like, this is an opposite thing, right? Yeah. So. And the Lord uses it to bring glory. Exactly. And pointing in yeah, pointing to Jesus. So yeah. Well, hey, this has been amazing. It's been really Thank fun. you all for tuning in to Experiences Word Podcast. I am Robert Capuano, and I am Andy Brunette. And I'll pray us out. Go for it, Father. I thank you for the glory of your Son. We are going to relentlessly pursue your Son Jesus with whatever it takes. The goal, Lord, is not Peter. For what I just reminded that Peter is not worthy to open the scroll. That only Jesus, only you, Lord, are the only one worthy. Only you, Jesus. That nobody else is the Messiah. You are above all and greater than all. And so we take delight in Peter not being as great as you. That Jesus, you are far more astounding, much more spectacular, so wonderful in every way, though every man is a liar. There's none good but God alone. Jesus, you are God, and you are good, and you're the only flawless one innocent in every way, completely guiltless. We worship you. I honor you tonight, Lord. We bless your holy name. We thank you for these truths, Lord. It's not our wisdom, but it's your wisdom. It's your understanding, and it's your ability to open the scriptures and let people that don't understand look into these things, Lord. Myself, I just thank you for sharing these things, Lord, with us. 
and the joy that we get to bring these things to the surface. We love you, Jesus. You're so much more glorious than Peter. And we honor you tonight. We bless your name. I pray for all those that are listening. May they relentlessly gaze upon you, have their eyes set, fixed, and look and have the landing space of rest, of where they're resting their eyes in every place of the Word of God, that never once will their eyes be taken off of Jesus. So Holy Spirit, empower our eyes to set and rest fully on Jesus himself. We love you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Well, this is Experiences Word, Episode 3, and we will see you in the next one. Take care.